lives, but we all have something to be thankful for today, don't we? We all have so much to be thankful for today. And I just encourage us today before, you know, the next four days and we're getting family and friends and food and football and shopping and all those things that for us today that we just stop and say, God, thank you. God, thank you for the good times and even for the challenges, God, because you are faithful and you are with us and you are for us. And God, thank you. Thank you. If you have a Bible with you, I want you to look with me at the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, New Testament. And if you don't have a Bible, maybe you can pull up a mobile device and access the scriptures online through version, or we'll put the scripture on the screen. But, but I love what God's word says so clearly here. It says in verse 15 of Colossians 3, it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And you know, listening to Jennifer's story, listening to Tim, it's just, there's a peace, right? The peace that passes understanding. There's, there's something bigger there that's happening in them. And they're thankful. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, that's us, the church, the body of Christ, you are called to peace. And then notice these next three words. Just one short sentence, but how powerful. It just simply says, and be thankful. And be thankful. Are you thankful today? It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And I love that when we finished our series, we did a series on the tabernacle. And tabernacle literally means dwelling place. And if you remember, God called the people in the Old Testament to build this mobile worship center. And he said, I will dwell with my people. And here we see God calling us to dwell with him. And it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. What's the word of Christ? The word of Christ that God is speaking to us through Christ is this, is that you are valuable. You are important. You are redeemed. You are loved. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. Let those words wash over you. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs as we've been doing this morning. But it says, sing those with gratitude in your hearts to God and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks, giving thanks, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So this morning, we just want to be a thankful people. Not just on one day of the year on Thanksgiving, but every day that we are giving thanks. Because listen, being thankful is a choice. Being thankful is a choice. It's a decision that you make. It's a conscious decision for us in whatever circumstance we find ourselves to say, God, thank you that you're with me. Thank you that you're for me. Being thankful is a choice. It's different than an emotion, right? You can't control your emotions. You know, you can't control if you're sad. You can't control, right, if you're afraid. Those are emotions. You can't control fear. You, you, you can't control being happy. You're like, I'm just happy. I'm at church. I'm happy. You know, it's just the way it is, right? You can't control it. But you can control being thankful. And you can't control being joyful. These are a choice that you and I make every day. How are we going to live? What are we going to choose? Are you choosing to be thankful? Because we all have so much for which to be thankful, don't we? So what keeps us from being thankful? I mean, you would think, you look at our lives, you would say, wow, look where you live, look what you have, look what, you, you would think we would be thankful. But what keeps us so many times from being thankful, number one is this, it's comparison. It's comparison. We look around and all of a sudden we see what everybody else has and we kind of go, I don't know, you know, I was thankful, but now look over there. I love social media, but 
Many times we get caught up in this cycle of going through Instagram or going through Facebook or you're looking on Twitter and, and we felt pretty good about ourselves. And then all of a sudden we're comparing ourselves to everybody's highlight film, right? You know, everybody's perfect and it looks like everything's perfect in their lives and everything. And we all know the mistakes we make. And so we're kind of comparing their highlight film to kind of our low life over here and this challenges that we're going through. But everybody faces challenges. Everybody's going through those things. Now they don't post those things, but everybody's going through those things. But what are we focused on? What are we comparing ourselves to? Here's what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. I love this. Jesus just so clearly says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? I mean, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away the barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And God's with you. God's for you. Many times we look at the birds and we don't see them out there going, oh no, I don't know where my next worm's coming from, right? But do you see them? They're just like, yes, there's provision in my life and for us. What are we looking at? And we can look at comparison on Instagram, Facebook, or we can think, wow, look at Half the world lives on less than $2 a day. God, why me? Why have you given me all this? I think the second thing that keeps us from being thankful is worry. I mean, it just says it so clearly, right? Jesus keeps going here in verse 28. and says, and why do you worry? Are you worried today? Are you anxious? Why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. And yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. It, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But, verse 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Where's your focus? <laughs> Is your focus on what you have in Christ? Is your focus on what God's doing in your heart, in your life? Is your focus on the things that God has blessed you with? Or are we focused on the things of this world? Don't run after those things. Trust that the Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. See, it really comes down to this. Do you really believe? Do we really believe this? Do we really believe that God is sovereign? Do we really believe that God is in control? Do we really believe that God can handle anything that happens in my life? Do we believe that? Romans 8, 28 says this. And we know, I love that. And we know, there's this confidence. And we know that in all things, notice that, all things, right? If you underline, underline that. All things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. It doesn't say all things are good. There's some challenges that we face in this world, this broken world. But it says that God is working. God is redeeming. God is restoring. And isn't that awesome to know that God is working in your life? That God is always at work in your life, no matter what you go through? Isn't it awesome to know that God is writing a greater story in you? God is writing his story in you. And for that, we can be thankful. <laughs> For that, we could come on the stories of Thanksgiving and we have something to say, God, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want you to hear this morning from Michael Ward. Man, this is an incredible man of God. I just love him and Shelly, his wife. And there's such leaders here at Rolling Hills. And, 
And they just make such a difference in the way they serve and give back. And Michael, I just want you to share with us this morning um, just kind of your story of Thanksgiving. And especially tell me right now just how you've seen God work in the birth of your son, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me here today to tell my God story. I wanted to introduce you to my, or to my family, and the picture will probably come up on the screen. My, my beautiful wife is here today, Shelly, and we have Christian, my oldest son, Natalie, our beautiful daughter, and then Caleb. So, Jeff, this is really a story that's taken place over 11 years, mm. and really it's a story of faith. And um, so God just, <laughs> God had us on the story that we didn't even know that we, we were going to be on. So, I'm sorry, I'm no, just it's nervous. Right. But, um, so it all started in uh, a Bible study, a small Bible study that we went to, and we were studying the Word, and the Word was about the Israelites that were going into the Promised Land. And uh, so they needed two spies to go into the Promised Land, and it was Joshua and Caleb. Mm. And when I was reading that word, Caleb, the, word, the Lord spoke to me and gave me a word, and he said, your son's name is Caleb. And so I was in shock. I was in awe, first of all, that the Lord would speak to me. And uh, so I, hold, I held it in my heart. I wondered, you know, what does this mean? And uh, I told myself I was going to share it with Shelly when the timing was right. And uh, a week later, Shelly was up in her room. She was studying the word, and she was meditating and praying to God, and God gave her the same word. So God revealed to her, your son's name is Caleb. So she thought to herself she was going to write it down. She was going to put the date on it, put it in the Bible, and when the timing was right, she was going to share it with me. So she was over, so excited and so overwhelmed that, of course, she ran down and couldn't wait. She's like, I know the name of our next child. And I said, well, let me guess. It's Caleb. And so she's freaking out. She didn't know. How did you know that? How did you know that? And I uh, said, so the Lord had revealed it. And at that time, we just sat there and we praised God. And we thanked him for his word and his, the start of the journey mm. of uh, the birth of our son, Caleb. So we had recently, a little time after that, we had gotten pregnant. And we were overjoyed. And uh, we went to the doctor. And we were there for the first ultrasound. And... Um, Little did we know that we, they did not find a heartbeat. And so we were devastated, um, incredibly just taken back. We didn't know, you know, God had given this word, but, you know, why would this happen? And a lot of questions. And we were just uh, really at a low at that point. And um, God had always um, given me a, a spirit of faith. And uh, at that time, I just was kind of in question. And, um, but we had, you know, we had prayed and we had believed that God was going to come through. And, uh, a little time later, we got pregnant again, and God surprised us uh, with a baby girl. So we had Natalie, and we'd always wanted a boy and a girl. And uh, so we were just overjoyed. We thank God, and she's been a blessing to our life. And fast forward five years, um, we, we just kind of felt like there's still a hole. There was something missing in our family. And uh, we knew God had given us a word, and God's desire for us to have another baby was growing stronger and stronger. And so we had prayed to God during this journey to, to pursue having Caleb again. And... Uh, Little do we know, we still have some more challenges. We had two more miscarriages, and they were back-to-back. -back. And at this time, I was just, you know, we were both just really, really, really struggling. And uh, so we knew, you know, God was faithful. And uh, I remember specifically uh, getting on our knees in the floor of our bedroom and just praying to God, reminding him, saying, Lord, we know that you gave us a word. We know that you gave us a promise of a son, and his name is Caleb. Mm. And uh, we fully just gave it over to God. And it wasn't at that point until things started changing. And so um, a little time later, um, you know, we, we had prayed before we tried to pursue again, getting pregnant. And uh, Shelly had switched doctors. And so we went, and when you switch doctors, you know you have blood tests and all that done. And uh, they came back, and they told us that Shelly had a blood clot disorder. Mm. 
So that was a lot of the reason why you know, we had lost the, the babies and uh, also had been diagnosed with kidney disease. So it's kind of a double whammy. And uh, we were there with the doctors and the doctors were like, well, you kind of have three things working against you in the natural. And uh, one, Shelly's age, because she was approaching 40. Um, two, there's a blood clot disorder. And three, you have kidney disease. So, um, you know, the doctors are kind of like, are you sure you want to kind of move forward? And, you know, this could be really risky. And she was considered high risk. And uh, we were just, I remember telling him, you know, well, we have a faithful God and he's going to be faithful and he'll see us through. So uh, sometime later, we got pregnant again and we were just praising the Lord. Mm. And uh, we went to the ultrasound and there's a heartbeat. And uh, each time we went, you know, the baby was growing and growing. And then September last year, we were successful in delivering Caleb, and we were just overjoyed and overwhelmed and just, wow. and just praising God in the delivery room. Emotions were everywhere. And uh, so God was just so faithful to give us a promise. Even though it took 11 years to walk it out, yeah. you know, God was really refining us in our faith and testing our faith, you know, amongst trials such as hard as those, you know, he came through and revealed himself and loved on us and graciously blessed us with a beautiful baby boy. So yeah. we're just extremely, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. Yep. Uh, praise God. I mean, what yeah. a story, you know. And, oh, thank you. And, um, Michael, then you had the opportunity this past summer to go on your first international mission trip. I and, did. Uh, Talk to us about that. You went to Moldova for the first time. Well, you know, Jeff, uh, God put a desire in my heart years and years ago to go to Moldova. And I just wasn't sure when I was going to go. And uh, it wasn't until maybe a year ago when you guys had Mission Sunday and you had just come back from Moldova and Jimmy Weekly was there. You had interviewed him and showed the video clip mm -hmm. of uh, the children of Moldova, the orphans, mm -hmm. you know, the country. And my heart was just welling with joy just watching that, just thinking the children are beautiful and and at that time, I'd really been pursuing God, and I wanted God to speak to me about just my direction in my life. And uh, watching that video, the Lord spoke to me. I was sitting right over here, mm -hmm. and he said, you're going, as simply as that. And uh, not two seconds later, my wife turns to me, and she says, you're going. And those exact words, and I was like, why did you say that? <laughs> she said, the Lord just told me you're going. So there, God was faithful to uh, confirm it through my wife. Uh -huh. And uh, I was so excited. I remember praying and just praising God that he gave us the word, you know, that I was supposed to go in Moldova, that there's a special reason why I was going to go. Mm. And uh, I remember saying, okay, Lord, if you want me to go, then I just pray that you fully fund this because mm. at the time we had one income mm. and uh, we knew it was going to be an expensive trip and uh, it was a long way to go and I'd be away from, from Caleb. And uh, so uh, I remember I was in such faith about it that I waited about two weeks until we literally left for the trip. I said, oh, yeah, I guess I should get out some letters mm -hmm. and uh, for fi financial support. Mm -hmm. So within a week, we had gotten 100% mm -hmm. funds paid to pay for the trip. Not only that, God surprised us and gave us half the funds for our next trip for this year. Mm -hmm. So God bless. He was just confirming along the way, hey, I want you to go. I'm even going to provide even that much more for you. Mm -hmm. So uh, I landed in Moldova, mm -hmm. and uh, I was standing out in front of the, ch uh, the church where we meet, and uh, I was watching all the children coming in for the first day. And there was a certain girl that just God drew me to. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just, she was beautiful. She was young. There she is. Her name is Gabby. Mm -hmm. And um, I just had to get to know her. I didn't know why God was stirring my heart so strongly. And uh, so it wasn't until we were in worship service that uh, I had a little name tag. And, you know, I was trying to read some of the Romanian um, sentences, trying to talk to her. And uh, at that point, she was so shy. She had never looked at me in the eyes. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't until she, she was playing with my ring, and then she put her hand in my hand, and she looked up at me. And Jeff, I, I kid you not, like, 
when she looked up at, at me, I saw Jesus in her eyes. And at that moment, the Holy Spirit fell on me. And the love that Jesus has, not only for Gabby, but the love he has for the children of Moldova and the country of Moldova was so strong, it just overwhelmed me. And I was just in tears. Mm. But uh, God changed me that, that day. You know, I, I have a whole new out, uh, outlook and, and um, of, of mission trips and his love for the children all over. I mean, God flew me all the way across the world to mm. show me, hey, I love these, these orphans and these yeah. children. And, uh, you know, God's opened up a story. He's starting another story in my life mm-hmm. with Gabby and, and Shelly can, can sense it and, and mm-hmm. can tell too that there's, there's something that God's doing there. I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly what it is yet, but we are in the process of uh, sponsoring her mm-hmm. and her sister, um, Anna Maria. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're just excited to see what God's going to do. Yeah. And I'm excited to see her again, you know, when we go back to Moldova. It's so it's amazing. been an amazing journey. Oh, yeah. praise God. And, you know, and you go and, and these kids who are orphans who don't have anybody and they look up to somebody who's, who cares about them. And it's like God just works through you, but God's working in them as well and right. to make our hearts sensitive to him. That's true. So, so tell me, Michael, what are you thankful for? You know, I think Nick nailed it last week. I think I'm really thankful for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thankful that he is with us. His promise is that he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. And uh, he just showed up every time we needed him through trials and tribulation. He gave us his peace that we couldn't understand. Uh, he just continuously shows himself. And uh, he gives us a promise, and yet he shows us he's, he's honorable, and he will honor that. And he, his promises are true. And uh, he just, his love, you know, that he shows us and showers us all the time. I mean, I just think that we've really been refined through this process. Mm-hmm. I think that we've grown closer to God than we could ever imagine. And uh, it was a hard journey, but it was yet, looking back, it was the greatest journey we could have been on. Amen. Yep. Thanks for sharing, brother. Absolutely. Appreciate you. you. Great job. What's your story of Thanksgiving? What's your story? What's God been doing in your life? Because God is at work, and God is faithful. And maybe this has been a great year, or maybe it's been a really hard year and a difficult year, but listen, God hasn't given up on you. You don't give up on Him. You walk the journey ahead and you hold on to him with everything you have because God is at work in you and God is redeeming and restoring you. And so this morning, we have the opportunity to come and give him thanks and give him praise. In the center of the room is our, our family dinner table, right? As a body of believers, we are the family of God. And there's been an incredible meal that's been set and it hasn't been set by any of us. It's been set by Jesus <laughs> Because on the night that he was betrayed, he brought his disciples together then and he said, guys, this is my body broken for you. I'm going to pour it out for you. I'm going to give everything I have for you, personal. And after supper, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood. And this is the new covenant. You were under the old covenant before. Before I came to die for you, you were under the old covenant, the law. When you sinned, when you messed up, you were separated from God. But there's a covenant of grace Oh, praise God. Take and drink and remember it's a me. For when you eat this bread, you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so this morning, we're going to come to the table. We're going to come and just bring a heart of thanksgiving. Thank you, God, that you're with us, that you're for us. We all have a different story. But when you come to the table this morning, you'll notice that there are leaves on the table. Last week, we had the chance to write down some things that we were thankful for, and those cover the table. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? And there's leaves like this. Somebody wrote, I'm just thankful for life (laughs) on this earth 
and in heaven. Thankful for the breath that I have now, but I'm thankful that my eternity is secure. I, I, somebody else wrote, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the trials and the tribulations of 2016 because I know that God is molding me into the man that he wants me to be. And somebody else just wrote, thankful for Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And so this morning, will you come to the table with a grateful heart? Will you come to the table and just say, thank you, Father, that you're with me, that you're for me. You'll notice that there's eight kind of place settings on each side of the table. There's a gluten-free station right up here on the right. But make your way to all the different stations. Look at some of the leaves. Look at some of the faces. Because this is our time. Our time to respond to our Father. And our time to be thankful together. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence this morning, oh God. Thank you for the stories that you've spoken through Shana, through Tim, through Jennifer, through Michael and Shelly. Thank you, Father, for what you've spoken to us, your disciples today. And God, every one of us has a story. And Father, those stories include good things, God, where you've come through. And those stories include challenges that we've faced, but we've never faced those challenges alone. And so our story includes your faithfulness and your goodness and your grace and your presence and the word of Christ that dwells richly in us, that we are loved, that we are redeemed, that we are restored, that we are made new. And God, that we today are thankful. So meet us in this moment as we come to give praise to you, our God and our King, who gave us your Son, Jesus. In your name we pray, we come to your table. Amen. Amen. You're invited to come and to share.